the Hi, I'm Jen Garecki, the CEO and co-founder of Coalition Snow. On any given day, you might find me on the back of a motorcycle in Africa, chipping away at the patriarchy, or playing in the mountains. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. I'm a high school teacher, and when I'm not in the classroom, you can find me on the mat, on the trail, or skiing 12 months a year around the world. What we've learned over the years is that despite how good that epic powder day or trail ride is, there's still so much more to talk about. So what we're doing is taking those conversations that we start on the chairlift and the trail, and we're delivering them to you in juicy bits every few weeks. As modern outdoor women, we do more than get dirty outside. We are complex, adventurous, and intellectual. And so are you. So subscribe today. Check out our campaign on Patreon and get ready to blush, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is brought to you by Coalition Snow, a women's outdoor company making equipment and apparel designed to deconstruct the status quo. FYI, friends, this podcast contains mature content and may not be appropriate for younger ears. You've been warned and enjoy the show. And now for a letter from one of our listeners. This comes from Michelle in Lake Tahoe in response to our last episode where we interviewed Keely Kelleher. And she wrote, I really appreciated the emphasis you ladies put on context in your discussion. There is a time and place when a topless picture is appropriate and empowering, but in the context of something that is supposed to focus on women's skills and accomplishments, it really does effectively reduce the message back to your body is still what makes you valuable. Your appeal to men is still what matters the most. It was refreshing to hear your conversation with Keely, and I am so stoked by how she handled the situation with Ski Magazine and with the girls in her program. My outdoor pursuits have facilitated much of my own growth towards accepting and loving my body for what it is, a tool that lets me do rad shit. Teaching young girls and women to use both their physical and mental strength in the mountains empowers them to carry that strength into the rest of their lives and hopefully put anyone who tries to get in the way or devalue their accomplishments in their place. Thanks for the letter, Michelle, and we hope to hear from you. Feel free to email us at juicybits at coalitionsnow.com. And now for our next episode. On this episode of Juicy Bits, Jen and I are sitting down with professional big mountain skier Michelle Parker. Michelle has been skiing since the age of one. She's a Red Bull athlete, and you can find her skiing in matchstick films, making gnarly epic lines look easy. Michelle is the co-founder of Safe As Clinics and was recently awarded Best Female Performance for her segment in the latest MSP film. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to record with us today. So, Michelle, welcome. Um, we know that you loved our first episode on Dude Soup. Can you share with us your best Dude Soup story? Honestly, I feel like the majority of my days spent in the mountains are Dude Soup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Surrounded by guys all the time, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I love being out there with my male counterparts. But yeah, it's definitely a male-dominated sport and industry. And while I love being out there with my guys, there's something special about being out there with women. One thing that I think is fascinating is my, like, relationship with media and, uh, I guess, just feminism. Like, when this issue became a part of my life. So, when I was younger, I was 17 years old, and I got invited to do my first lifestyle photo shoot. 
and uh, it was from a magazine, a ski magazine that was doing a women's issue. And so I flew out to Colorado to do the shoot and they had a photographer there and they had a model, a professional model who was basically like teaching us how to model for the camera for this lifestyle shoot. And I remember at 17 kind of having mixed feelings about it. Like I didn't really feel like I fit in there. And I remember taking my skateboard and like going skateboarding because I was like, this is kind of weird and taking off and coming back to the house where all the girls were there. Everyone was getting done up with makeup and all this stuff. And I came back to the house and I'm all sweaty and I start stuffing my face with potato chips and the model's like, whoa, maybe hold off on the potato chips. You're doing the bathing suit shoot. And I kind of was like internally like, whoa, what? wait, wait, stop the record, I'm doing the bathing suit shoot, like, this is crazy, but I was 17, I was super impressionable, it was my first big photo shoot, like, there was opportunity, and I felt kind of this weird pressure inside that I didn't voice outwardly to, like, continue on with this shoot, so I went and I got in my bathing suit and I did this photo shoot and it ended up in this magazine and I'm not even kidding like every single intro question to every interview for a couple of years or three years later was about this photo shoot and why I did it and it felt it made me feel really uncomfortable with the fact that I had done it after the fact um and but at the time I was kind of like this feels weird but I I did it and then like it kind of helped me develop this truer sense of my thoughts on all of that and and that was the last time that I posed in a bathing suit for a photo but having said that I'm not like against that I just it it definitely became an issue to me and became something that I was less naive to and I started opening up my eyes on the impression that I might have on younger women and just you know in my personal view what kind of role model I want to be Um, So yeah, this issue has been present in my life since I was, well, a lot younger than 17, but became a lot larger than when I was 17 and did that. Well, it's so interesting because you hear a lot of people who say like, oh, you know, those women knew, they they know what they're doing when they're doing that photo shoot, or they, you know, women who who choose to do that, but you just really um, sort of gave us a different look at it of like, you agreed to it, but you were young and you had never done it before. So you actually didn't totally know. And then after doing it, you weren't super pumped on it. And so I think, you know, when, if anyone's ever going to say like, oh, she knew what she was doing, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, totally. And furthermore, like years later, I got reached out to by a mother on my Facebook page who was just thanking me for like, not being that way and not taking photos with less clothes on or whatever it was on my social media and for being a good wholesome representative of females I guess she was thanking me for that and and I wrote back to her this like super long story and I told her everything I was like actually like I can't own that because I did this one time but here's my story and I kind of had this conversation with her that didn't last very long, but I just had to get it off my chest. I was like, I can't own that. I've done it before, but this is what happened. And I think that's a cool example too, especially for younger women to just like, yeah, we've got to feel empowered to make those own personal choices, but we do have the choice to do things. And it's a beautiful thing to think through those those uh, actions. And also I will say that I'm like totally in support of women doing whatever they want to do with their bodies. And if they're like psyched on that, then more power to them. But maybe that's not my path, right? Thank you. So congratulations on winning Best Female Performance for your segment in the latest MSP film. Do you ever wish that when you're filming, you looked over your shoulder and you saw more women? 
Absolutely. I think there is certainly moments that I've had in the mountains, in particularly recently, like this past season, where I got to be out there with another female, um, Elise Sogstead, and I spent like four days in Tahoe filming together. And in those four days, it was the four days, it was my first time filming after my injury. And in those four days, I got so many shots. And I think a big part of that was being in the mountains with another female. And there's so much value to that. And there's a, an experience that's created that is kind of hard to explain, but it's this collective energy amongst like your female counterpart who you're out there in the mountains with. That's it's really real and it's really noticeable and it's super fun. It's super inspiring. It makes me feel confident and, you know, so many good things come out of it. Michelle, how do you navigate the complexities of being one woman in the industry who, by nature of there being so few women who are in films and sponsored, really represents women as a whole? Basically, what I'm getting at here is, like, do you ever feel that you get asked to speak on behalf of our entire gender as one woman? That's a, a pretty loaded question, and I think that for me, I don't actually feel that way because while there are few women in the industry, there's a lot of women who are pretty darn outspoken and who have raised their voice and I think for the better of all of us have really taken that platform and run with it, you know, their professional skiing platform through social media, through engaging with other girls, through creating all women's ski films and all these type of things. Like there's a lot of good things that are happening that I feel like that's been spoken to. And to be honest, I think that I haven't gotten as outwardly spoken towards this subject as maybe I feel at times. We have started Safe As, our all-women's avalanche clinic. Now we do a co-ed class as well. So I've been involved in trying to incorporate more women in skiing as a whole, empower them and all these things through Safe As. But I feel like other ladies in our industry have been more outspoken. But I really like appreciate the opportunity to share my thoughts, and I hope that they can affect people in positive ways. So, Michelle, women in the outdoors are, are really, they're kind of trending right now, and I have sort of air quotes around that since you can't see them, they're there. <laughs> and I'm just curious, how do you, again, maybe navigate's not the right word, but how do you ensure that we, as women, are more than just a trend? I think now more than ever, it's super important to continue this trend or continue this like upward trend of having more women in the industry by including them, by supporting them and by like really raising each other up. And that's our responsibilities, I feel, as women. And I think that that's really easy to go off the rails when you think of another female as a competitor. And I know that when I was younger, I felt more competitive with other women. But as I became older, as I had more female mentors in my life, as I had more female representation in the mountains in my life, I have become less and less competitive and more inclusive and more open. And I think that I still have room to improve on that. I don't think anyone's perfect. I think like men and women both have room to improve on that. But I think that as a whole, just lifting each other up and being supportive is like a really cool way to continue that. That's really good to hear because I feel like one thing that gets said a lot is just how much that women are the worst enemy to other women. Like, I hear that a lot. And it really bothers me because that's not my experience in life. It's not my experience in the outdoor industry at all. I personally feel so supported by women. And so I'm curious if you can give our listeners some specific examples of where you've been supported by other women or you support others so that, you know, because you just mentioned this idea of like, we need to act. If we don't want this to just be a, a trend, then we need to act on it. So how could women act upon this to support one another and really elevate our status for the long run, not just in this short term? Right. I think that you know, in my personal job space, 
I could request that I go on trips with other women. I could request that the photographers be female. I could request if I have a movie project that we get more women involved on the production side. Um, in all areas of like you know filling these roles that are in your life with females, um, because we're outnumbered many times in our industry. I think another more simple way is to just like empower each other on a daily basis, and whether that means just telling something someone super kind and considerate that uplifts them and inspires them or like I've been on a trend right now of like posting about females on my Instagram page that really inspire me I did like my first one the other day it's been an idea that I've had for a really long time and it felt so good just to like write down all these things that this particular girl Kimmy Fasani inspires me for and I think that'll be like a continued thing that I'll do on my social media platforms is like just trying to give people the opportunity to see all social media that's from women, all videos that are for women, and spray that out there so that it's accessible and that we are supporting each other by, yeah, helping us collectively raise each other's voices. Awesome. So you just brought up this idea that you do have power in the industry and that you can bring that to your filmmakers and, and producers and say, like, I want to have women on the set. And so I'm curious, when you think back to when your career started, what are the opportunities for women in the industry now that you didn't see when you first started skiing? Is there any, like, what sort of changes have, have you seen over the years? There's been a lot of change, for sure. And there's been some pivotal moments in my career that I can look back on and remember, you know, things that people said that were supportive or corners that I turned when I had a realization that really helped me to get to where I'm at today. But I think back in the day, I grew up as a ski racer, and that was pretty uh, equal as far as the amount of men and women, right? And then I started skiing in the park, and there was a drastically lower number of women competitors than men. And originally, they would throw me in with the snowboarder girls to make the field bigger, but it were like doing two separate sports, so it didn't really make sense. And then I would go to competitions where the women's practice might be shorter or at a different time, or our finals would be rushed because there just wasn't enough time for the, like, 10 girls that were competing as opposed to the 200 guys that were competing that day, you know? So I've seen that side of things, and I was around when Sarah Burke and Christy Leskinen were two of the leading women in our sport for um, slope style and halfpipe, and seen them kind of carry that torch and run with it and stand up for women in competitions. And that was really inspiring to me and touching to me when I was younger. And and one moment, actually, that was like a turning point for me was when I was younger and I was competing in a big air competition. I was on the alternate list. I was like the first alternate for this big air comp. It was like three girls they were letting in. And someone mentioned that like, oh, Sarah, I think Sarah's like injured or something. She's going to drop out. So I like kindly went up to Sarah and was like, hey, um, someone told me that maybe you're going to drop out. I was just wondering if I could get your your spot and that goes to show that like they were only inviting three girls to these things as the expedition and it wasn't like a competition sometimes but Sarah was like oh my gosh like I'm sorry that someone told you that I'm totally competing but she like was so gracious to offer me her spot anyways and I was like whoa that's so crazy to me and then I was like whoa no like I would never take your spot from you that's insane and she went up and she landed like one of the most badass cork nines that I've ever seen and landed stomped it switched skied down and I think I like busted through the cage at the bottom of the competition venue and like ran out and gave her a hug and even more was like how did you even think to offer me your spot if you're gonna go and throw that trick like and that was just a changing moment for me where I really truly felt like so supported by Sarah and it was really cool and she kind of ran with that torch in such a beautiful way furthermore 
I, yeah. Fun, yeah. When I was younger and I was filming and it was my first time out with, you know, all the boys and and I just I think that society has given me this perspective that I wasn't as like priority as these other male athletes that I was out there with. Like I think that living in society the way that it is, I had that predisposed thought process of like, okay, I get to go out with the boys and like but like I'll let them do their thing and I'm going to support them and help them big build their jumps. But I didn't feel like I had a voice necessarily, which was totally not actually the case. But I was filming with them on this trip and my good friend Steve Reska came up to me and he was a cinematographer at the time. He's like, hey, just so you know, you are as big of a priority to us as these guys are. And if you see something you want to ski, like speak up and say it. And I've got your back like we all do collectively. And that was really cool, too, to have a man come up to me and say that and empower me in that way. And ever since that day, I was like, whoa, yeah, I'm going to be less passive out here and like speak up when I want to ski. It was just empowering. And it gave me confidence to do that. And I did that like right away. And it totally was fulfilling and awesome. And so there's these moments that have definitely shaped who I am now. It's pretty amazing when men step in as allies and like how powerful that can be. And obviously, like as women, we need to support one another, as, as you've mentioned. But there is something really powerful about men. One of the things that came up as you were sharing that story, and I kind of forgot the question too, I could picture the story, I could picture Sarah, I could picture running, like busting through the cage, so I really appreciated that, it would like brought me there, but I feel like you touched on something a lot of women can relate to, which is sort of the internalization of sexism, right? You were in a position where it wasn't being imposed upon you, it was like kind of coming from you because of society, and I feel like you nailed that, it made me think about it differently. And I also appreciated that you brought up the male allies, because I think in the ski industry, we have so many supportive humans, if you will, and not to make it just about male or female, we want to be mindful of, you know, binary gender constructs. But just that idea that there are men who will stand up and notice that and then give you that space to then realize that some of that is internalized, Mm -hmm. and how we have the opportunity to help not only be models for that, but then also address it when we observe it in our female peers, like, of course, you can handle that. Of course you can do that. And what it means to really carry around that internalization. So um, there's another thing I feel like, are we not, what should we talking about in skiing that we're not? Are there things that we're missing? Like we love having you on here. I feel like you get to do interviews a lot. Do you feel like there's things that we're not talking about that we should be? Other than, uh, feminism and climate change (laughs) we are talking about these things I think uh, in general these conversations are just really proactive to have and in conversation in person especially Um, we can start a dialogue on social media and that can go down a black hole or it can come you can feel like you you uh, influence someone in a positive direction and yeah I, I love these conversations I love having them with other women I love having them with the presence of men and I think that they're really constructive and I think good things generally come from them if nothing else we broaden our own view and horizon on the subjects and so yeah I think those two things are like hot topics right now but they're beautiful topics yeah so if, if climate change is one of the topics, what should we be talking about or what, what should we be thinking about or focusing on? Because climate change is such this like big behemoth of an issue. And, you know, a lot of times people really focus on the policy side of things or they focus on the individual actions. And I'm curious for you, what's most important to you when we talk about what are you most passionate about in the fight to manage climate change and really sustain our environment? 
Yeah, right. So climate change and this topic, and same with feminism really, has been like a sensitive subject for people. People view it as a political subject. People sometimes think that it's too overbearing and they just kind of shut their or turn their back to the subject and say, well, it's maybe not going to affect me. You know, to quote Jeremy Jones, he said it the other day, he said that we're the first generation to experience climate change and the last generation to be able to do anything about it. And I really love that quote. Um, you know, the time is now to act on this. And I think that I just got back from a Protect Our Winners Athlete Summit, and one thing that came from it is, like, a lot of discussion online, actually, through social media. And I was talking to Cody Townsend the other night and Elise, and we kind of had the discussion about people calling you a hypocrite or pointing fingers and basically saying that my climate activism is better than yours and you should be doing this. And I think, as a whole, we need to be lifting each other up. We need to be conscious of our decisions and our footprint here, but we also need to be supportive. And my belief in my personal space and my career is that I have a platform to do good with. And that was one of the things that kept me going when I was younger. When I started skiing, I thought it was kind of a selfish thing where I'd go out and I spend my sponsor's money to chase powder or to do whatever it was. And what really benefit was that? giving to the entire universe as a whole because that was like that's a mission in my life right and um, furthermore as I've gotten older I've I've become really excited with the fact that one of the things that I can do with my career is empower younger ladies is to hopefully be a positive role model in their life and to use my platform for the greater good of the world and and things that I'm passionate about and as far as climate change being a political issue of course it is because ultimately we do need to change some policies and we need to change them fast we need to switch from fossil fuels and go to renewable energy sources and that's starting right now at our local government level with our states and um, you know even our district here in California and Lake Tahoe we have a lot of room to grow there. Um, and so the, the hope is not lost there. Um, but this is a bipartisan issue. This is not about being Republican or Democratic, right? This is something that affects all of us. We all have the same home and, and our planet is like speaking up, right? Especially now with all the hurricanes and fires and all of these types of things. So I think that a lot of it happens with policy change for sure. Um, I think that it's really important to be aware of our personal impact um, you know, riding your bike more and, and really like maybe having less kids. But one thing that stuck out with me, which crosses over on both of these subjects, uh, we had a climate scientist speaking to us and one of his last slides, I believe it was, was like, our world is overpopulated and how do we help with that problem? We empower women economically and politically. And I was like, whoa, that is a pretty strong, strong thing to see on a slide in front of you from a climate scientist, and I thought that was really cool, and I totally believe that. It's all related. Yeah, it's, it's all, all related. related. Absolutely. Fucking crushed it, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Um, so fast forward 20 years from now, what do you see for yourself, and what do you want and see for humans who love to ski? 20 years from now, I hope that our snow line here in Lake Tahoe and the Sierra Nevadas is uh, still low enough that we can go skiing every single day. This is a lifelong pursuit and a lifelong passion of mine, so I want to see winter stick around. And um, But, you know, 20 years from now, I hope that we have more women getting outside. I hope that we have more equality. I hope that we have more opportunities as females to pursue things that we're passionate about and live a passion-filled life. I feel like... 20 years from now, we have a bright future, and I'm certainly optimistic and positive in thinking that all of these things will, will happen, but we, we have work to do.
going back to social media, it's funny because that's a really easy platform for us to interact on. And while there's a shield up that makes you feel like you can say anything, there's also really beautiful conversations that have come from it. And one of my more recent conversations, I was talking to a guy and he was kind of talking about that fact about the climate scientists that I just told you about empowering women and the conversation started out really negative and I was like oh my gosh am I going down a rabbit hole is it worth my time I hadn't even had coffee this morning but I was all fired up and uh, we started talking and the end of the conversation I challenged him to an empower a woman that day and a few days later I like checked back with this guy and he was like I think I did. I think I fulfilled your challenge. I called my grandma. I called my mom. I called my sister and I told them how much they mean to me in my life. And I was like, you more than checked the box. And I was psyched. So I guess I would just challenge everyone out there to empower a female in their lives. Awesome. I can't think of a better way to end today's show. Yeah, we want to hear from you listeners, so if there's something that you love, there's something that you hated, um, please reach out to us. And remember, there are two lips to every labia. Bye. Bye. See you later.